0: Uh, today, the Lord spoke to my heart, or well, didn't speak to my heart today. Well, yes, He is speaking to my heart today. But as He was showing me how to prepare, He spoke to my heart and He reminded me of the scripture in Psalm 51 that says, He will renew His Spirit in us. And so that's what He wants me to talk to you about today. Psalm 51, 10 through 13. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will turn back to you. I want to read it in the Aramaic. It says, Create in me a pure heart, O God. Now listen, this is important. It says, And renew your right spirit within me. Do not cast me out from before you, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me but return your sweetness to me and your salvation and your glorious spirit will hold me. For I shall teach the evil your road and sinners will turn to you. Beloved, what more could we want in life, what more do we need in life than God's right spirit within us? God's right spirit, not just a spirit, God's spirit, his right spirit within us. It says in this scripture that when his right spirit is in us, that sinners, and we get to share that, sinners will turn to him. See that? There's a reason, not only to bless you, but so that the world will know him. So the scripture says, Clearly, in this verse, gives us the key to success and fruitfulness, fruitfulness in life. It says, renew your right spirit within me. Everyone says, thank you, Lord, that you renew your right spirit within me. Just saying that, beloved, gives me so much rest. It gives me so much strength. It gives me so much peace. Do you feel that when you say that? Do you feel that when you thank the Lord for that? It, 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 it gives me hope. The very thought of that gives me hope that I have a God who is so faithful to me <coughs> that he is willing to stick with me, that he is willing to stay by me and renew me with his right spirit. So most translations here say a right right spirit or a steadfast spirit. So that would leave us to question, well, what is a right spirit? Where do we get a steadfast spirit? And that's why I like the Aramaic translation of that, because it says your right spirit. So the word in the Greek here for steadfast means firm, firm, this is the spirit you receive, okay? Listen. God, spirit. Firm, fixed, perfect, definite, firmly established, maintaining your position. So if it's his spirit, it would actually be maintaining his position. Correct? Correct? Correct. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, where is the only place that we could ever get an immovable, perfect spirit? The only place is our Jesus. The only place is our Father God. The only one is Holy Spirit. The only place the only perfect, the only sure, the only reliable, the only steadfast, the only unchanging spirit revealed to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. So when the scripture says, renew your right spirit in me, we know that we know that we have the answer to every single one of life's difficulties or challenges (coughs) or questions. And we know that his right spirit is is available. Sorry, had something in my throat. We know what to seek. We know it's possible to have it because the scripture never tells us. God never tells us to have something or that he's going to give us something that he does not intend for us to have. Correct? If it's in the scripture, you can count on it because it is the very word of God speaking to you. So if if, if a circumstance in your life does not look the same as the scripture, stand in hope. Take hope. Be steadfast. If we remain connected to our Lord, his right spirit will be renewed in us. The scripture tells us that we can have his right spirit in us and and the results of that right spirit in us, right? I mean, he doesn't give it to you for no reason, does he? Are you all awake today? Yes. Okay, well, wake up. Wake up and listen. I'm an interactive preacher. So I don't ask questions just to be rhetorical. Do you really want to know why I ask you guys questions? Because you own it then. It's, it's a little step toward you owning something. When you have to think about it, whether you believe it or don't believe it, when you, when you speak it. Now, don't speak it if it's not according to word, but I, really, I don't think I really give you anything that's not according to the word. At least I try not to. I try to listen to the Holy Spirit as best I know how. But I, I don't just ask these questions for no reason. It's so that you will own it. It's so that you will <coughs> receive the Spirit of God into your spirit and not just sit there and stare and then let it go in one ear and out the other and say, I went to church, and now I get to go home. We are not here really to have church. We are here to engage with our Father. We are here to understand the love of Jesus. We are here to know the Holy Spirit. This is not a practice. This is not just filling a seat for a little bit. This is for growth. This is for discipleship. This is for growing in the love of the Lord so that you can be his mighty army here on the earth because he needs you to be his mighty army here on the earth because, you know, I hate to say it, but look at the world around you. Where is it going? Are you going to be a light or are you not going to be a light? The Lord depends on you to grow in the Holy Spirit to get as much word Knowledge of the word. People perish for a lack of knowledge of the word. And that's not going to be you people. You people here who come here, you're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to have stiff backbones, you are going to be unmovable, you will be unchangeable, you will be word people. Do you sometime, I'm kind of a little bit on, on a side note right now, but do you sometimes wonder why... Well, I know a lot of people are gone right now because it's summer or vacations or whatever. But do you sometimes wonder why people maybe don't fill these pews? Although I see them filled in the spirit, and there have been p- plenty prophecies in that dr- in that direction, and plenty of visions from different people that don't know each other. It's because the world really doesn't want the word. But you are going to be word walking people, word living people, spirit filled people. Yes, I agree, young man. Thank you. Thank you. Spirit walking people that are going to be a lifeline as things get harder and harder and darker and darker, and you are going to say, I have the answer. I live in the Spirit of God. I have the Spirit of God. Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, lives in me, and I have your answer. So anyway... I love you all. (laughs) So you see, his right spirit in us will sustain us. The scripture tells us that. It's it's the very word it uses. It says, will sustain me. It says it will bring us the sweetness of God. Who in here wants to walk in the sweetness of God? I want to walk in the sweetness of God. You get to walk in the sweetness of God. Hallelujah. It says that he will return to us the joy of our salvation. Okay, there is a joy in salvation when you become born again. You know, initially, that's a joy. That is a joy of salvation. But it goes way beyond that. There is a joy in salvation, yesha life. Okay, the actual word used here is not the word sozo, but it is the word yesha. <coughs> I'm sorry about my voice. I don't know what happened all of a sudden. It is the word yesha. It means deliverance, rescue, salvation, safety, welfare. That's what it means for you. It means complete restoration in every area of life where you need help, where you need healing, where you need deliverance. That's what it means. And that's what the Lord has for us. The scripture says that God's right spirit in us means, listen, that his glorious spirit will hold me. Say that. God's glorious spirit will hold me. Do you feel that when you say that? Did you say that from your heart? Do you feel that? Do you feel that what, what's washing within you when you say that? Do you feel the glory of the Lord washing your spirit when you say that? The glorious spirit of the Lord will hold me. Hallelujah. I can't think honestly of a better place to be than and washed in the glorious spirit of the Lord. And we need to think about that every single day of our lives, that that is the God who walks with us, holding us in his glorious spirit. So then the scripture goes on to say that when God's right spirit is renewed in us, we're going to be able to talk to the world about the ways of God, and the world will come to him. Okay? Okay? So it is for you, it is for your sustaining, but it is also so that the the world will be drawn unto him, and they will not be able to resist it. This is not works, beloved. This is not you working up something. This is you walking in the infilling of the right spirit of God. It's a promise to you who decide to be yielded unto your Lord Jesus. Jesus. Just as our hearts turn to him. Do you remember when you first turned your heart to him? Don't you want that for the world? You see? And when his right spirit is renewed in us, do you you realize that when his right spirit, when the Lord's right spirit is renewed in you, you will not be able to walk in any other way than the love of God. You won't be able to do it. Because he is only love. He doesn't just show us love. It is who he is. You won't even be able to be offended. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, in other words, God's right spirit transforms us so much that all we can do is shine forth his spirit and his love, his mercy, his compassion, his goodness, his kindness. Isn't that an awesome thought? And, and, and the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will give you revelation truth and will speak to others through you. Here's something, beloved. Boy, I'm like not even on script today. But anyway, here's something. Because a lot of people come to me and say this. And they say, okay, so someone comes to you and they're hurting. And you minister to them as you believe the Holy Spirit's leading you. And they come to me, and they say, oh, I know I didn't say the right thing, or I should have said this, or I shouldn't have said that. See, that's condemnation. That's the devil wanting you to believe that you were not a vessel of God. If you are walking with the Holy Spirit, all you need to do is you say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, give me the words. He has promised to be a voice unto you, that you hear. He has promised to be your counselor. So when you're in those situations, don't walk away and regret what you did or did not do. The Lord is so happy that someone was willing to share Jesus. And then you just pray over that person and you say, Lord, let the dross fall, let your spirit come and you pray that renewal into their lives. Okay, does that make sense to you guys? So, how is the spirit renewed in us? This scripture tells us that God's right spirit in us creates in us a pure heart. We've been talking a lot, a lot about purity, haven't we, In love, and, and a pure heart and, and being yielded, haven't we? Okay, so it says right here that his right spirit renews a pure heart in us. See, the Holy Spirit always agrees with Jesus. Right? The Holy Spirit, God's right spirit in you will always testify Jesus. Always. So everyone in this everyone in this room if you're a born again believer knows that the place where we fi- where do we find the heart of God? Where is the place that we find the heart of God? Here, I'll give you a hint. (laughs) Yes, his infallible word. This. Okay, let's just think about this for a moment. Sorry if I go long today. Let's just think about this for a moment. It said that God became flesh. What does that mean to you? He became flesh. He became flesh. Okay, yes, that's Jesus in the flesh, but are you flesh? So what does he do to your flesh? He becomes life to your flesh, doesn't he? He is life. His word is life. His word is flesh. His word is life unto you. So, the Word is God's heart revealed to us. It is Him revealed to us. It is God made plain to us. It and it alone, by revelation of Holy Spirit, will absolutely renew God's Spirit in you. If you ask the Lord to reveal His heart to you when you read this, It will absolutely change your heart. It will absolutely change your life. It will absolutely create the image of Christ in you. Without a doubt. Hallelujah. So it is important to read the scripture. It's important to attend to the scripture. It is important when you go to read this, it is important... To read this as though it is your first love. This should be your first love. You can't love anyone else unless this is your first love. You won't know how to do it. You can't do it in and of yourself. Only this creates in you or brings to life, into, brings to life in you that capacity. It's is really the way I should put that. So we have to read it and attend to the scripture as if it were our first love. We don't pray, we don't read the scriptures out of a sense of duty. We don't read them out of a sense of obligation. Okay? What's that? That's bondage. That's called bondage. Okay, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to put my hour in. That's bondage. Okay? We read from the heart. We read to learn about the love of God when, when we read this. We, you will never, I will never walk in the glory if I make this a chore, if I make this a duty. Now, do we have to sometimes be disciplined? Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about that. Sometimes it does take discipline, but you, the Lord will always reward your discipline When you sit down sometimes, even if you don't feel it, and and you'll start reading, and before you know it, the heavens just open up. Because this is heaven. This is heaven on earth, right here. This is every open portal that you need. This is access to the throne of God. This is the glory. Because the glory is communion with the Father. And that's what this is. Communion with the Father. So Jesus spoke of people who refused to see Him even though they were with Him, even though they knew of Him. Okay, and I'm going to read. So, so we don't want to just practice reading and yet refuse to walk with Jesus. Right? We don't want to just practice reading and refuse to walk with Jesus. John 5:36. I have testimony weightier than that of John for the very work that the Father has given me to finish and which I am doing testifies that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form nor does his word dwell in you. See, he's talking to people who refuse to embrace Jesus in spirit and in truth. That's who he's talking to here. Even though they know about him. Verse 38, nor does his word dwell in you. For you do not believe the one he sent. You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, Jesus. See that? And yet you refuse to come to me to have life. When we come to the scripture, we come to Jesus, we come to the foot of Jesus. We come to life. We come to resurrection life here on earth. You know, Jesus said the very same thing to Martha <coughs> when she said, if you had been here, he would not have died. And he wept. He was not weeping about Lazarus. He knew he could raise Lazarus. He was weeping because she did not see the resurrection life that was right there with her. We must own, we must see, we must walk in, we must believe Jesus, we must believe his resurrection power in us. The hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Say, Christ in me, me. the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, back to John 5, 39. You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So, Jesus tells us here that coming to the Word, coming to the Word, abiding, abiding, meditating, living in the Word is coming to Him. But it's more than head knowledge, it's more than diligent reading. Though it takes discipline, it's more than discipline, it's more than a religious duty. This is your life. You want a lifeline? You want a lifeline? Well, you've got it when you come to Jesus. We must come to the word, and we must embrace it as Jesus. We must embrace Jesus in spirit and in truth, in life, in an application. We must submerge ourselves in his presence. We must submerge ourselves in his presence. And when we do that, we are lifted into the divine. We must abide in him. We must make our home with him. We must seek him first in everything. Nothing that you do in a day is too small to ask him about. I get up and ask him what to wear. You know, there have been, I know some of you have heard this, but I get up and ask him what to wear. Because sometimes, in a day, someone will come and say, oh, gosh, that sure looks nice, and that's my opportunity to talk about Jesus. No, it is. It's my opportunity to say, oh, thanks. I asked the Lord what to wear today, and... He told me this, and then you just have a nice discussion. It's awesome. You never know what God's going to use to open up that door. So we, we must find our home in him. We must find our heart in Jesus. Galatians 5.18, and then 22 through 25. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Listen, here, here we go. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is life. The Holy Spirit is breath unto you. It is breath unto you. We must engage in the life of the scripture. We must engage. And you know, it may mean that we have to change things. It may mean that you have to get rid of certain TV. It may mean that you don't listen to certain music. It may mean that you don't spend so much time on social media. You know what? Honestly, those are all such trivial things. And it's really sad, honestly. Oh, I'm being tough on y'all today, aren't I? Am I being tough on y'all? It's really sad that we even think of those things as being things that we have to change. I mean, it, it does help to change them. But we should be thinking, where's the heart of God? Where's the heart of God? When I walk up to this person and I see that person in pain, I shouldn't have spent three hours on social media figure, you know, filling my spirit with a bunch of trash Because I want to be ready when a person comes to me and they're in pain and they're in hurting. I want the compassion and the mercy and the grace and the love of God to be so filled up in me that I weep for their pain. And I don't have a condemning word for their pain. And I don't have a, well, if you hadn't done this, you wouldn't be in the position that you are right now. How many times when you guys were little, did you hear, well, they made their bed, let them sleep in it. Is that where you would like God to leave you? I praise God that he didn't leave me there. I praise God that every mistake I made, he had mercy for me. And when your kids are messing up and when your kids are acting up, Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. It doesn't mean that love isn't hard sometimes. But condemnation never has a place. They'll never change. They'll never, they'll never get where God wants them to be. That's a lie of the devil. They made their bed. Well,. Then you just stand right in front of the Lord and tell him that you never made a mistake. I can't do that. It's only one person that could do that. That was Jesus. The Holy Spirit, we must engage in the scripture. We must believe the life that the scripture has to offer. We must we must be the life to other people, that the scripture has to offer. The holy presence of God, the holy life of God. We engage in the scripture, we absorb the scripture because it is Jesus, because it is love, because it is compassion, because it is mercy, and it's the only place we're going to get it to give out. It is our opportunity when we engage in this. It is our opportunity to love on the Lord, to to receive his love, to love on him, to confide in him, to share, to commune with him. It's not just reading. It is purity. You receive purity here. You receive holiness here. You receive strength and mercy and goodness and kindness and gentleness but you receive purity and holiness and renewal. And it takes you into the divine life. You get to walk in divine life here on this earth. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Not just when I get to heaven. This is real. This is for you here, saints. You will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And his purity in you will outshine every darkness. It will outshine the difficulties. It will outshine the ways of the world. It will bring transformation. It will bring healing. And I'm talking about physical healing. In addition to spiritual emotional healing. The scriptures, what did the, listen, the, the Lord told me this when I was preparing this. It said, the scripture joins our souls to Jesus. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Say, the scripture joins my soul to Jesus. I feel strength coming into me when I say that. Do you feel strength coming into you when you say that? The scripture joins our souls to Jesus. You know, God speaks to us spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. And our souls are joined to him and renewed and transformed. So, Engaging in the scriptures and prayer and meditation and worship brings us into union, brings us remember when we studied the glory? It's union with the Father. So it brings us into union our spirits and Jesus' spirit joined together in union communing, walking together. And in this union we receive direct divine communication from our Father, from our Lord. You want that? Direct divine communication from the Savior of the world, from the lover of your souls. Everything that you trust him for, he will speak to you about. He will. He'll show you the way. You trust him for it, he'll show you the way. And so this is how we receive our, tr- you know, when, when you're born again, your, your nature is t- totally recreated, so I'm not going to go into that whole lesson. But this is really how we receive and, and walk out and, and um, are transformed into the divine nature, into the eternal life of God. He is life, right? His word is life. So the life of God is given to us through him, through his word. And this is what true faith is. It's discovering, it's believing, it's living in the life of Jesus. So as we saturate ourselves in and then we absorb the scriptures and we elevate our spirits, this is what happens. Our spirits are elevated into union with Jesus. And we form this loving trust, this bond. And we receive his current of divine life and power in us. I'm not talking about something ephemeral. I'm not talking about something figuratively. I'm talking literally, literally So we spend time in fellowship with our Father, building that relationship, finding his heart, finding his heart with his right spirit being renewed in us, and it gives us strength and peace and rest and confidence. It interlocks our very being with his. Can you all do this? It interlocks your spirit with Jesus. Okay, now, don't let loose. Can you pull that apart? Unless you let go, unless you walk away, this is you and Jesus. Unless you open your hold, you see that? Man, you're interlocked. That's his right spirit in you. That's the creation of his right spirit in you. He's not going to let go. He will never let go. You're the only one that can let go. So I just wouldn't do that. I would just stay yielded all the time. And that is really true life indwelling us. That is true life, God life, indwelling us. It, it is the renewing of his right spirit in us. And this is walking, this spirit-to-spirit spirit connection. It is walking in the spirit-to-spirit connection, the new creation coming alive in us. Does that make sense? It is an his right spirit in us is an activating force. It is a true deposit of the love of God in you, in me, in all of you in here. A true deposit of the love of God, the spirit of Christ. So then, when his right spirit in us, which has developed the image of Christ in us, right? Can you have God's right spirit in you and not be walking in the image of Christ? No, not in that particular area, right? So when the image of God has been formed in you, his right spirit, this this would be the perfect prayer. If you don't know what to pray, you just pray. Thank you, Lord, that you form your right spirit in me. Okay? So when his right spirit is in us, and our image, the image that is within us, becomes the very likeness of Christ, what happens when you come up against a difficulty? Yeah. What happens when you come up to darkness? What? Yeah, thank you. The light of Christ shines. Did he say you're the light of the world? So when you have his right spirit renewed in you, it transforms you, it changes your image. You become the image of Christ. You become the light of the world, the purity of God, the holiness of God. There is no darkness that can stand in the the face of that. You are a formidable foe in Jesus. He will not be conquered. Nothing will ever prevail over you walking in the image of Christ. Nothing will ever prevail over the love of God. There is no greater force on this earth than the love of God. And you have 100% access to it. Because he wouldn't say in the psalm, renew your right spirit in me if it were not possible. And all it's going to do is take a little bit of love on your part. Just fall in love with Jesus. Because when you fall in love with Jesus, you, you won't be able to walk away from him. You will just remain yielded to him. And you will be a natural force that the world cannot walk away from. You will be a magnetic force. The world will want to know what you have. So the more that our soul is renewed in the Word, which is His life, our spirits are transformed into His right spirit, spirit to spirit, communion with God, and it takes us from glory to glory. We get to move from glory to glory. You get to move in this life from glory to glory. That's not something you're waiting. Oh, Well, I had glory on earth, and now I'm going to have more glory in heaven. No, you get to walk, you get to move from glory to glory here on this earth. This helps us become confident in him. And, And the more confident we become, we become secure, we become fixed, we become stable. We're willing to step out. We're willing to step out. And, and as his right spirit is renewed on in, in us, the more we can depend on him, the more we see the possibility of God in our lives, rather than the impossibility that the devil wants to speak into your ear all the time. You see that? His right spirit will refuse that impossibility. It will only see the possibility of God. It will only see the capacity of God in another person. Right? Right? the less you will be swayed by the things that the world has to offer and the lies and the fear that it wants to dish onto your plate every single day. The more discerning we become. It develops discernment in our spirits. So when a circumstance happens that might look good, it might be the devil prowling around as light, and you'll be able to say, "Uh uh-uh, no, I'm sorry, I see that. It will develop a discerning spirit within you, and you won't be caught in that web, and you won't have to get out of it, because you never got caught in it to begin with. We become so full of truth and light, we cannot turn away, and the world cannot turn away from us. And this is not through obligation, it's not through duty, it's not through your works. It is us seeking the word because Jesus is our first love. What did he, what, what did he say to revela- to, in Revelation, what did he say to the church of Ephesus? He told them to return to their first love. That's what he said. God has put in every human a true heart cry for him. And he is faithful when we cry out to him to renew his spirit in us. I'm going to finish with Hebrews 12. I am so excited. It's, it's a long verse, but I am so excited about this verse. Because I got done with this teaching and the Lord said, go to this verse. And I went there, and my spirit just caught on fire. Because this is what the Lord has for you as believers. He has a Zion experience for you. He has Zion living. He has Zion life for you. Listen, listen. Hebrews twelve eighteen. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them. See, this is not us. Because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you, say, but me, but me, but me, but me, you beloved, any believer in Christ, but you have come to Mount Zion, to heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of the angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks better than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we... If we turn away from him who warns us from heaven, but you are not going to do that, you will receive the right spirit of God. At that time, his voice, listen, listen, his voice shook, but now he has promised. Once more, I will shake not only earth, but also the heavens. The words once more, indicate the removing, listen, the removing of what can be shaken. That is created things. Listen, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. His right spirit in you will shake out everything. That he does not want there. And what remains will be an unshaken you, an unshakable spirit of God in you for every difficulty, every task, every every situation. So that what cannot be shaken may remain. That is the right spirit of God in you, that is you in Christ. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Your God is a consuming fire. He knows how to burn out the dross, and he knows how to bring you through the fire. And he knows how to make you a firebrand in his hand. We trust him for that. We trust him for that. Beloved, God wants you to be his flame of fire. In the middle of whatever darkness is around, you are the flame of the fire of God. And when you move into an area, into a room, into a region, darkness will disappear. Beloved, In our loving Jesus and remaining yielded and submitted to Him, we come to Mount Zion. We come to Mount Zion. We stand on Mount Zion. You have come to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. You have come to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. You have come to life. You have come to liberty. You have come to holiness. You have come to purity. You have come to love divine. Think how much He loves you to give this to you. You have come to love divine. You have come to the one that has deposited His Spirit in you. We must hearken to His call, we must deny Him not. We must sit at his feet. We must sup on his word, which is our very life. The very life of God. You will be healed. We must spend time in the garden of his presence. Ponder his love. In that place, healing comes. In that place, we are restored. In that place, we are victorious. In that place, we become steadfast, immovable, unshakable for the day of trial. You will see the Lord parting the waters. You will see his breath in the wind. He will renew you and strengthen you with his very spirit for every affair of life that you have. Breathing in his life, his sweetness, his goodness, his joy, his peace, his mercy, his glory. And you will see, as you remain yielded to your Lord, you will see his right spirit renewed in you. Hallelujah. So that's what the Lord had me say to you today had us meditate on. So we're